Finch. You fall through a magical stream. Swirling bright lights of pink, blue, purple, and green surround you. The black orb is clasped in your grip as you fall. The swirling lights around you get brighter and brighter and turn to a blinding white light before you eventually fall, face first, into deep snow. You stand up out of this three-foot deep snow and look at the black orb in your hand. You quickly secure it in your satchel with the other two orbs. Finally, you have your original three, the green, red, and black orbs. And before you can even think of the fourth orb, you realize just how cold you are. It's night and the sky is cloudy. Snow gently falls from the sky, but the wind bites. You rummage through your gear looking for that set of winter clothing. But then remember, all of it is back on Captain Twizzlewix's ship, that rock and roll sandwagon back in the year 832 of the Fourth Age. You take your bedroll and wrap it around you quickly. You rub your chests with your palms and try to find some warmth. Then a little bit of hope seeps into your mind. You quickly look around, hoping to see the library, the fallen statue, anything that would hint that you were back in the proper timeline. But nothing. Just snow and jagged rock. You look around more. You try and peer off into the distance, but the cloudy night sky is hiding anything you can see on the horizon. You've had some experience in Arctic climates, though, so you quickly begin to prep a campsite to the best of your ability. Give me a survival check. Ten. The best you can find is a small area of rock and boulder that can act as walls. You curl into the area like a dog in the snow, and you use your bedroll the best you can to cover yourself. But it just isn't enough. You get no sleep in the night take one level of exhaustion. The next morning, the wind has died down. It still has a sting, especially as your body still hasn't acclimated to the environment without the proper gear. But the sun is out and the sky is clear. As you push your way through the snow wall of your makeshift cave, the little warmth of the sun on you is comforting. You bask in it for just a moment before honing back in on your situation. You look to the horizon and see the peaks of mountains, snow-capped mountains all around you. It's beautiful, but you also know dangerous. And as you walk closer to the edge of this flat area, you get a better look down the mountain. That danger escalates in your mind. Before Mithron, if someone would have told you this existed, you would never have believed them. But here it is again, in front of you. A layer of darkness down below. It's as if these mountains rose out of a sea of darkness. Just the tops of these mountains, each mountain peering out of the veil of darkness. Fuck. <laughs> not again yeah I don't know I definitely I'm going to say that I've got like some deep circles underneath these eyes they're probably a little red um, my my shoulders are like noticeably slumped I'm very sluggish but yeah I'm looking at that I feel very defeated to see more darkness and I have a really strong feeling I'm going to have to go, go into <laughs> as you look around basically each mountain seems to just be coming out of this darkness below you don't really see a way to get 
from one mountain to another. Looking off into the horizon, the darkness is extending. Like, you don't see an end to it. You also don't have the key of Kilnar. Mm-hmm. So, uh, going into that darkness, I don't know if that's something you think would be appropriate. Probably not the safest thing. I, I would see if maybe an orb would light it up, but I don't know. <laughs> so, you eventually kind of walk around this mountaintop trying to figure out what kind of situation you're really in. And as you make your way to the opposite side of this mountaintop, you find something that seems a little too sketchy for what's down below. A rope bridge. And it's over the darkness from this mountaintop to another mountain. And then you look to another side and you see that there's another one going to a lower mountain. Not like extremely low or anything, but just one goes up a little bit, one goes down a little bit. And the wooden planks are there for the most part on this rope bridge, but a lot of them are cracked and visibly broken or missing. It's not a very uh, safe bridge, probably. Boy, I could really use Astra right about now. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, so I guess they, this is just, do I want to go higher? Do I want to go low? Huh? There's pretty much your, uh, not many other tells here. Yeah. I probably can't. Can I see if there are bridges extending from the other peaks that these bridges go to? Like, uh, if there are, they are like on the opposite side. On the opposite side. Yeah. This path seems to be something that might go through the whole range. Do I feel like I've got a pretty good uh, idea of my surroundings from the vantage point I'm at? Like, I don't feel like I need to go higher to get a better view or anything? Or? Oh, no. You like you have a pretty good height to see the mountain range. It kind of extends in both directions for you. I'm going to go low. All right. Uh, so going low, I will need an acrobatics check as you go for that rope bridge. 14. It's a little sketchy. You just barely make the difficulty. You get across this bridge and to the other mountain, and almost half of your day goes by of going from mountain to mountain, from bridge to bridge. And the path is not well trodden. It's definitely deep, like two to three foot snow at all times. And there's some sketchy moments where you might have fallen down a slope here or there. It's not a safe trek. And at some point, you get to a mountain that seems... A little lower than you expect and you find a stone path that is going to the opposite side of this mountaintop and it goes into the darkness if this is the path it's going there and you probably know not to go in it yeah <laughs> i mean without the key of kilnar you won't see anything yeah and i can't see the path coming out on the other side or anything you cannot actually from this point there is no other mountain in the horizon of the direction you're pointed. Can't even like, yeah. So there's nothing, yeah. There's, can't see where the key killed. It appears you have gone the wrong direction. Fuck! I like sit down and like eat some ration just because like I'm just so fucking goddammit. <laughs> and the cold is getting to you pretty heavily and you realize you've wasted pretty much this entire day getting to this point. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And because of this, you will take another level. Of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> As I turn, I stand up and try and like bring my shoulders and arms in, and inch my way back up these fucking mountains. <laughs> There's just a shot of Finch like that scene in uh, The Shining where he's just frozen. <laughs> so you turn around and head back to where you started. It's a little slower for you. You take the bridges that you've already taken 
an extreme caution because it feels like frostbite is kicking in. And finally you make it back to familiar mountaintop and that same viewpoint of going up in elevation or down and you start to make your way across as we get to dusk. And at this point, I will need a constitution save as the frigid air of night comes in. Okay, that's uh, 10. You push yourself through the night, it's difficult, and at some point, you take your bedroll and you're shivering underneath it, and you fall forward into the snow, collapsing, and you faint. You have now reached a third level of exhaustion. Unconscious, you basically sleep through the night. I'm not going to consider that a long rest. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. As uh, you're basically surrounded by snow and now buried in it. Mm -hmm. And as the sun rises, you can see the shine of the sun through just like a small layer of snow that's covered you up. And you burst out of it waking up. I'm going to light a torch just so that I can walk with it to help get that flame keep me a little warm, especially since I got the daylight. Like, this is my chance to, like, try and really not die. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that'll help you. I won't say that it gives you any mechanical bonuses, but narratively, that definitely helps. So you get that torch going. You uh, eat some rations and start trekking that this next morning. And this journey continues for you for another day or so. And it is absolutely miserable. You know at this point that your fingertips are frostbitten. Your toes are frostbitten. I would assume I'm going to lose the toe. <laughs> it, <laughs> at least one. You are not in good health. And as dust starts to fall, you think maybe you should start prepping for another campsite. You should find a little bit of shelter in a cave or something. And just as you think that, finally, something other than snow and jagged rock is in your view. A little bit of light. Just a little bit of orange and yellow light on the horizon on top of a mountain. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Eldra. You rush across this next bridge to another mountain. And this bridge is a little bit more kept as it seems to be approaching a town. And as you get to the entrance of this town, there is a sign at the beginning of the main road. What languages do you know? Uh, Common, uh, deep speech, high speech, sylvan, thieves camp. You do not know what this sign says. Civilization. Thank you, Eldra. You start to walk into the town, and the paths between the buildings are pretty well trodden and shoveled, but there's still just a little bit of snow that's keeping it about ankle deep for you. Dim light from candles and lanterns can be seen between the cracks of curtains of these homes. The smell of chimney smoke lingers in the air as these inhabitants warm the inside of their homes. And then the loud, boisterous sound of tavern folk echoes around the corner as you see a wide, one-story building with a pitched roof on the roadside. A wooden sign above the door has an engraving of two mugs clinking together and spilling next to the name of the tavern, which, unfortunately, you cannot read. You open up the door that is a foot too short for you and are immediately welcomed with a comforting warmth from a large fireplace. And as you shake off the snow and look around, 
you realize the room has gone quiet. Roughly 20 dwarves stare at you in silence with grumbled faces hidden behind bushy beards and unkempt hair. Hello. Greetings. May I sit by the fire, please? And I'll just kind of like hold up my purple hands. (laughs) (laughs) The barmaid will uh, see this weary traveler and uh, speak up. Oh, welcome to the... The rock top, where people reach rock bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Ah, traveler, welcome to the rock top, where, you know, some people reach rock bottom, as they do say. Come, come, come to the bar. Let Wyla the Wise fix you some ale. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Wyla the Wise. So what does Wyla the Wise look like, for Finch's sake? Wyla the Wise is a four foot five dwarf, and she has copper hair kind of graying at the roots. She's got a hand crossbow on one hip and a light hammer on the other, and she's wearing just a just a boring, rough spun tunic dress, green in color with like a tan apron over it. All right, she's welcoming you to the bar, Finch. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, and I'll kind of limp my way over there and sit along the bar as closest to the fire as possible. As you move towards that stool that's closest to the fire, you can feel all the eyes of these dwarves just follow you. And you take a seat on a stool that's a foot too low for you, and then you look up. So what will it be? You want an ale? Uh, some soup? You look pretty weary. Oh, soup sounds wonderful. Do you, do you have whiskey? Aye, I've got some uh, fire whiskey. Yes, Might please. Might warm you up a little bit. That's what I need. And I'm going to use my telepathy to speak with the cook. Aye, we, we've got a live one. I need some goat stew ASAP. <laughs> Coming up. In the back of this tavern in the kitchen, through a window, you can see the head of a, of a dwarf starting to move about in the kitchen. And what does Finch see through this window? All right, so he sees a uh, stout little dwarf with red, fiery red hair, an eye patch over his left eye, and he's got a smock over uh, scale mail that he's wearing for some reason as he's cooking. <laughs> you also see a spiritual weapon uh, of, a, of a mace beside him, and, and it's just smashing up rocks. <laughs> and you see him pick up some of these rocks and then dump them in a big cauldron. Okay. Do we make eye contact by any chance? Sure. If we do, I'm going to definitely give you a nod and maybe like a wink since we both got eye patches. <laughs> <laughs> and as I, as I notice uh, that he's a human, I'm just going to kind of look at him wide-eyed and you, you kind of see the gears slowly turning <laughs> in, in his head. Have and I then, ever seen dwarves before? Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you've seen dwarves before. You've seen them just in towns, okay, cities, especially like Shandlin. It's just their there. home just kind of disappeared and no one knows why, right? Um, that's Ladrelden. That's the nation of Ladrelden that's okay. near Shandlin, but there's also another dwarven nation called Calandria that's north of where the Crimson Command is. Okay, okay. I like to imagine it like, yes, you've seen black people, but imagine you walk into a room and it's all black people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different situation, isn't it? <laughs> All right, we've got that stew coming up. Here's a fire whiskey for you. Can I, I feel like I should do a dexterity save to see if I can even pick this up with numb fingers and like drink it or something okay, without sure. spilling it. Yeah, like, you can, you can do, you can impose be, a check on yourself. Which will uh, be a disadvantage. Yes. 10. All right. So yeah, I mean, it's difficult. You kind of look like Trump looking at trying to drink water. Uh, so it takes, you know, flat hands uh, with both hands to bring those shot up to you. 
and uh, you take the shot back pretty easily. Yeah, I'll like slow drink it too, just like nice and easy, all the way down, <laughs> no cringing. At this point, uh, you see the, the door to the kitchen open and a uh, serving tray is being brought to you by uh, a very small dwarf, uh, maybe like three foot eight, uh, riding a slightly above average size Great Dane. <laughs> He's riding it? Yes. <laughs> In the tavern. Yes. Uh, and he has a, a, a bowl of what appears to be soup or stew on the tray. And uh, the dog sort of just comes around the bar to where you're sitting. And, uh, whoa, you're really big. <laughs> ah, well, uh, thank you. Your, your beast is very big. and Yeah, he's a big crush. <laughs> big crush. And, and I'll just kind of like, may I? And... Oh, here you go. And I'll extend the tray uh, to this uh, strange creature that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the tray and set it down and then just kind of put my hands up against the bowl of the soup and sit there for a while. Okay. To let try and warm my hands up. Give me that back. And then I'll take his bowl off of the tray and take <laughs> the tray from him. So, sorry, sorry. I just can barely feel these things right now. I'm a little worried I might lose something. Yeah, the, your hands look cold. <laughs> I'm still even afraid to take my boots off and check out my toes. I'll do it. <laughs> do, you, do you know much about frostbite? What's that? <laughs> well, have, have your fingers, have your limbs never done this? Have you never seen this before? Uh, no, I think someone said that happened to me when I was uh, uh, younger, but I don't remember it. I, I've been out in the snow for, for days now. I, I can't You really even remember the last time I felt my feet. I'll feel them. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Tom, what's your character's name? Uh, my character's name is uh, Clem Cave Shoulder, a.k.a. Uh, Little Clem. <laughs> Cave Shoulder. Affectionately called that uh, by all of his friends and family, which is all of you. <laughs> Specifically the family part. Yes. Uh, like I said, he, he stands about uh, three foot eight tall. Uh, he is a very young dwarf, uh, for dwarves, I guess, so like early 30s. No facial hair whatsoever. He has uh, long black hair, and as I said, he is riding a very large Great Dane. He does have a rapier on his side. Upon further inspection, you notice that his serving tray has a handle, uh, and it appears to be used as some sort of makeshift shield, if need be. And he is wearing armor, but you can't see it. He's just wearing, like, a, a, a tunic over it. All right. And so, Finch, you sit there at the bar with your soup, warming your hands, and then slowly taking sips here and there. And then I think, Wyla, you said you wanted to say something? Uh, yeah, Wyla's going to notice little Clem all over our guest. <laughs> She's going to say, aye, Clemmy, get get back to the kitchen. Let, let our traveler settle in. Yes, ma'am. And I'll, uh, at this point, I was like kneeling down at his feet, attempting to take his boots off, but I'll uh, reluctantly climb back on uh, Big Crush, and uh, <laughs> he will saunter back into the kitchen. All right. And on that note, uh, Guard Strongbeard is going to come out of the kitchen and uh, walk over to where Finch is sitting. And he's going to say, hmm, it's been a long time since I've seen one of your kind in here. Yes, yes, a human. How how long has it been? Uh, and I'm just going to look around at everyone <laughs> and I'm going to say nine. Nine, nine years? Nine, two. Nine, nine years and two months. Okay. Yeah. Let me see your hands. <laughs> and I'll extend to my hands. Okay. And I'm going to grasp uh, his hands in my hands, and I'm going to say, bow your head. I'll bow my head. <laughs> I'll bow my head, and I'm going to say, dearest Annette, 
please bless this food for our weary traveler here and have it fatten up his, his belly for the journey to come. I maybe poke one eye open and kind of look around and then close it again, you know? Please uh, provide a, a wonderful last meal for this weary human traveler. Guardians bless. And then I'll say amen and then look up at him and say, last meal? It could be. You never know. Ufgard <laughs> uh, is going to hear in his head, easy lad. Don't scare him too soon. <laughs> and then I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds. All right. So, yeah, you cast Cure Wounds. It does take life force. And it will heal HP. But if you're looking for it to heal his frostbite ailments, it will not. Okay. Voila! <laughs> Voila, I need another! And this, like, <laughs> an additional dwarf just, like, stumbles up to the bar. And just like hold his hand out onto the bar next to uh, uh, Wyla. Hold your horses, Gert. And I'll turn around and start fixing him a nail. And so, what does Gert look like? Gert is—he's tragic. Uh, so <laughs> he has black hair, or he used to, because it's graying. Uh, not a very well kept beard at all. His eyes are almost closed. Like he can see you, but you can't see his eyes at all. And uh, he's just wearing like a cloak that's like super tattered. So it doesn't like go to the ground like a cloak does, but it's, it's just tattered up. And he smells pr- pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's Gert for you. Uh, Wyla is going to kind of step back, trying to not inhale and hand out the uh, ale, but like not just just out of his reach. Are you going to pay me this time? You, you know I'm good for it. You know? I'll pay you someday. I'll get a job. <laughs> and then in, in Gert's head, he hears, this is the last time. And then she'll hand the ale over. He's just going to look around as if he's never heard this happen before. <laughs> <laughs> and while he's looking around, he sees Finch and just... The first time we've seen his eyes in a very long time. Like, he's wide-eyed. Don't worry, boys. I'll fight him. Goes to throw a punch. Goes to throw a punch and just falls on his face. Uh Uh-oh, not again. And I'll go uh, uh, help Gert up and escort him back to his table. And as I do so, I'm going to say, Uncle Gert, what's a human? don't exist, man. <laughs> Nothing exists out here anymore. <laughs> well, then why is he so big? Who? Him. And I point at Finch. I'll fight him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Throws a punch, falls again. <laughs> now, now, Uncle Gert, just sit down and drink your ale. I'll just be kind of looking. I guess, obviously, I'm noticing all of this right next to me. I'm just kind of sitting there being still, watching it, warming my hands, drinking my soup. And then I'll just kind of look back at uh, Wyla and be like, I I don't mean to cause any trouble here. I'm just just trying to survive the night. Ah, don't mind Gert. That's just the way he is. So you guys haven't really ever seen a human before? Or at least the the little one hasn't, huh? He's young. How long has the darkness been down there? Duh. Oh, uh, 
about around when we found Clemmy down in that cave. <laughs> you know, it makes you think. A really cave, makes huh? you wonder. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you know, the reason for all this and all kind of like... <laughs> 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 the head cannon was good. <laughs> it's okay. We don't hold it against him. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> sure you didn't, son. You gotta believe me. And I look at <laughs> <laughs> So these are your parents here. Uh, they're my family. And and I heard you say that one was your uncle. I just call him that. Well, hey, fa- family is you know it, it's a it's a bond, and if these are your family, then that's family. You want to be part of my family? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm at least happy to start as your friend. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You see Clem tear up a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Friends, yeah. That's, uh, okay. Maybe I got something from the PEDEC for this game. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever had a friend before. Just a lot of family. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say. The the blood runs thicker than the water. <laughs> runs down the stream. Down the mountain. <laughs> fool me twice. You can fool me. I just nod in a circle at all of them. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, you all seem capable. I, I see. Uh, I, I, I noticed you got your serving thing is kind of a, a shield, and you yeah, it's a shield, and I like pull it in front of me. <laughs> and, and you, you, I see your uh, your mace back there, smashing up some rocks. Yeah, that's my spiritual weapon. Do you, do you guys have conflict up here? Is it uh, mostly peaceful? And my sword. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Well, what, what what worries do you have up here? In uh, of cars head. Careful now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the, the normal kind of you know things we gotta worry about. Where are you from? <laughs> I hadn't seen a human in a long time. Well, <laughs> you're, you're far from home. I, I'm from uh, the forest of Tempia in, in Telavastral. Where's that at? It's on Asus. What's Asus? Well, I believe that's where your mountain is. Uh, uh, Asus is the, the the world that we all live on. Uncle Gert. Huh? What's that, Asus? <laughs> I heard is is big, and he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> he he's right. It's very big. Ah, uh, this this mountain is Dwarlof. Dwarlof? Not Asus. And where where is Dwarlof? What do you call this area? This is Dwarlof. Do you know what extends beyond Dwarlof? To darkness. But you don't have to worry about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you all go into the darkness. How do you see down there? You can't. Oh, we we don't venture into the darkness. Why would we do that? We can't see in there. I mean, I, I don't, you said just not for now, I think. So I just thought maybe you were implying that someone goes into the darkness. Every <laughs> once in a while, someone has to, but that's none of your concern, weary traveler. <laughs> okay, okay. 
May, may I have another whiskey? I'll ah. get it. And you see a uh, uh, big crush uh, prance behind the bar. You be careful, Clemmy. I will. <laughs> I fumble with uh, <laughs> the bottle of whiskey. And then I'll uh, pour another drink for Finch here. I'm hoping at this point, maybe with the soup and the whiskey, everything, I can get a little bit more yeah, your, mobility. Yeah, your hands are moving. Not the fing- You can't really feel the fingertips yeah. so much. But, uh, so I'll, I'll still two-hand it, but I'll be doing it with fingertips this time instead of, like, clapped hands. Sure. Uh, progress. <laughs> oh, don't swallow the stones in your soup. That's just for flavor. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I'll, I'll kind of see one, and, like, I got lucky there, and I'll kind of scooch it to the side. <laughs> Like a bay leaf, huh? <laughs> so, so you guys remember a time when the darkness wasn't down there, right? I, it's, it's been quite a long time, you know, since this one has been around, like I said. <laughs> look at him again. <laughs> I'm starting to believe them that it really has something to do with this kid, for sure. Milo, I said it wasn't me. I just like to tease you. <laughs> Did it you? wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you see what happened? Uh, no, they just found me in a cave. In the darkness? I don't know. <laughs> what, was his cave in the darkness or outside of the darkness? No, we, we found him before the darkness was here. I was just a little kid. You're still a little kid. Shut up, Uncle Gert. <laughs> I'll talk what I want. I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm here to try and fix an imbalance of sorts. I, I'm not exactly sure... What is going on in your area? But I think that darkness down there must have something to do with it. If there's just anything that maybe sticks in your mind that's been peculiar, different, you know, something that may have caused that or continues to cause it, I, I think I can help. I, I'm, a, I'm a ranger. I'm a, I'm a master scout of Asus with the, the Crimson Command. I, I travel from area to area. I, I bring balance and peace. Interesting. There was once uh, darkness in a place called Mithron, and uh, I, I was actually, me and my companions were able to lift the darkness from that area as well. I, I think that I could help you do that here. Hmm. Kind of look around at, at the other companions. This is when Gert does something finally successfully, and he just stumbles over to where Finch and everyone is sitting and just sits down. And he's looking at you, Finch, but it looks more like he's looking through you, <laughs> and he's just swaying. How do you plan to do that? Well, in, in my experience, we had a, what we called a, a key of Kilnar, but it's, uh, it was a magical item. It was it would glow green inside the darkness so that we could see our way through it. And uh, there was a well that one of my friends went into, and and uh, he did he did something in there. In the middle of what Finch is saying, he just grabs him by the clothes or whatever, and he's like, listen, you gotta help me. <laughs> you gotta help you if you could do it. Y'all had a family. I, <laughs> I was an honorable man. <laughs> listen, I, again, I, I'm here to help. I need a little bit of recovery time, as you can see, but I, I, would, I, that it, I would love to help. It's my mission to help. It's my purpose. Why would a man go into a well, and how would that, how would that lift the darkness? That doesn't make any sense. I think the cold got to your head. The darkness doesn't make sense. Ooh. I know. Oh. The whole bar. Oh. <laughs> never thought of it like that. And then he's just going to, like, stare off <laughs> in the, the distance. So does anything ever come out of the darkness? Sometimes. 
Oh, uh, yeah, what do you need? And you see uh, uh, Lil' Clem walk away. <laughs> <laughs> right, right away. Do, do you know where it comes from inside the darkness, a general area? Does it always come out in the same spot? All right. I'll level with you. It's the Devil Ram. <laughs> Long ago, when the darkness first fell on the Dwarla, the Devil Ram came into the town, and he was hungry. He needed somebody to eat, and so he ate somebody, and he went back into the darkness with them. I loved her so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my, I kind of look at me, my jaw does drop a little bit. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing, it returns. What, it's hungry. Which is about how often? Mm. I would say about... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, about every every like five days. No. <laughs> about every five weeks. Yes. Okay. Okay. And how how long has it been since his last visit? Eight. Wow. So he he should be here soon. Well, that that's good. That's <laughs> uh, that's okay. I, I think that's that's probably why I'm here. Yeah. You think? I do think. I think so too. And I'll look. At, I'll look over. At, <laughs> what's your name again? I'll look over at Wyla and just kind of nod while smiling at her. <laughs> Have you all ever attempted to to fight this beast? Oh no! And, and why not? Because it'll eat ya. But you all seem like capable fighters, strong fighters. Well, yeah. I'm just kind of put my hands <laughs> on my head. So <laughs> flex a little bit. So why do you fear one devil ram? That's the devil round. Well, we can see pretty good in the dark, but not in the darkness. Well, it comes out of the darkness. But it could go back in and come out somewhere else and feast. That's a risk, yeah. So, so y'all don't have anything that gives you light in there? Like like that key I was talking about that I used? There ain't no key like that here. <laughs> Maybe as a team, you don't think we could defeat this thing? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you're just willing to lose someone every five weeks? So, so you're all family. You're losing a family member. He says we're all family. They're my family, but they don't, I don't think they think I'm there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you deal with it. I'm just saying, you, you may not have to deal with it. Yeah, you're going to deal with it, right? It would probably be easier with a little help. Oh, well, we'll help you. Yeah, we'll help. I'll make a wager. A bargain if you were. I'll help you if she'll zero out my town. He's going to attempt to smile at you. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to live for. <laughs> I'm going to kind of look at him. Is he close enough to me for me to give him like a shoulder pat? Uh, yeah, sure. I was in your face like a second ago. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to kind of pat him on something like, hey, man, you know, it's, there's always something to live for. At that, I'm going to look up at Finch and be like, I tried to punch you earlier. Did, did it hurt? I, I'm sure it would have. Yeah, you look strong, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Every day, the sun is going to rise over the mountains. All right? It's going to be a new day. There's always something to live for. Come on. But I would, I would you know, if you want to help me fight, yes, that, that's what I need. Please, Wyla. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kind of I'll kinda look at her and be like, how much does he owe? Oh, God. <laughs> I've lost count at this point, but 
You know what? If you can help us, we can get rid of this darkness, then I'll settle it with the man. You hear that? That's something to live for. What? <laughs> <laughs> she said that, you know, if, if we can lift this darkness and defeat this beast, you're clear. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> but what if, the, what if this darkness is the will of Hanette? That's how I've always seen it. You know, the, the guardians do work in mysterious ways, but that doesn't mean Hanette meant it forever. That's a good point, I suppose. I mean, that's you guys used to have land and, and homes down there, I would assume. Well, I've got a home. It's upstairs. <laughs> Room four. <laughs> Saying, you don't, you don't have to hide up here. I'm not hiding. This is where I live. And a wonderful home it is. Thank you. And I'll sip on my whiskey. <laughs> so you sip on your whiskey, finish up your soup. The tavern kind of finds its momentum again as they kind of ignore that a human is in the tavern and they go back to their drinks and conversation. Wyla, you continue serving beers, ales, food. Afgar, you're in the back smashing rocks, making food. You're in and out of consciousness, Gert, as you drink through the night. And little Clem, you uh, are around serving tables, and you're close to the front door as you're dropping off a tray of soups for a table. As you feel the cold air from the outside brush against your back as the door opens, and you turn and you see who stands in the doorway, and you immediately rush away. It took a second for it to get inside as this eight-foot-tall bipedal creature stands in the open doorway. Its black, tattered robes hang from shoulders to the floor. An icy frost falls from it continuously and billows away from its feet, as if dry ice was continuously creating this cold mist. A ram's skull covers its head with obsidian spikes protruding out from beneath this bone helmet. Only the eyes can be seen. Eyes of sickly yellow and green that shine brightly of neon. A frail arm and limp wrist slowly rises from beneath the tattered robes. The tavern is quiet in anticipation. The arm scans the room from left to right before eventually stopping and pointing at a patron. The wrist turns upwards after the dwarven man sinks in his chair in fear. The pointing finger beckons the dwarf to approach with a slow curl. The dwarf stands slowly and drags his feet as he approaches the door. The creature pivots and the dwarf walks out of the tavern. The robed creature then follows as the door slowly closes behind. Deep breaths are let out across the tavern, and everyone goes back to the conversations and drinks. That, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all? Oh, why, do you want another drink? You, you just you just follow him out? And you guys just let it happen? Yeah, Willis has been chosen. It's an honor. I'm going to get up and walk to the door. <laughs> <laughs> Limp to the door, basically, I guess. All right. I'm going to crack the door and just try and look out. Can I see them walking away? Uh, yeah, you see them going on the road north out of town. Close the door. It's cold out there. <laughs> I'm probably way too exhausted to try and follow them. I mean, if you want to, you can. You do have three levels of exhaustion. Yeah. Damn it. I'm going to shut the door again. Bang on it. Like, <laughs> damn it. This isn't right. As I walk back over to the bar. Wrong. You shouldn't let your people go like that. I want to get right up into Finch's ear and just go, you want to get him? I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to like rest a hand like on his shoulder and kind of look at him. I do. 
but we can't right now. I, I won't make it. And, and like, I was like, I can't feel my hand on your shoulder right now. <laughs> Me neither. I'm super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'll sober up for you if we go get him. Yes, <laughs> we will. But not tonight. <laughs> Pound another ale. Assuming you didn't have one already, you just walk over to a table and take some strangers. <laughs> it's like my version of what just happened. Like everyone just knows he's going to take your drink. I'm going to go back to my space at the bar looking a little bit more distraught. Do they come here every time? Does he come here to pick someone? Sometimes. That depends on how, who he's how chosen. Many, how many... How many I'm starting to get the picture. They don't know math very well. Um, <laughs> what gave you that idea? How many, how many suns have risen since that happened? Since he came and took someone? Or that's not going to work either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any suns. <laughs> but Clem's like a sun to me. I'm just like, God, damn it. Yeah, I'm the sun. And I've been here for. <sighs> did Did you see him yesterday? No. I didn't. I didn't. What about the day before yesterday? What was the day before yesterday? No, I don't know. Was it was it the Tuesday? What's a Tuesday? It's two days uh, ago. Wyla's, oh, two days. <laughs> Wyla's going to um, turn behind her, and on the wall, she's got like a like a tally system going, <laughs> and uh, she's taking out her dagger to mark another notch in it. Is it per person or a day? Is per person. <laughs> like, per person that was taken. For the non-counting version, we'll say that it's been, like, uh, we'll say it's been, like, like 150 marks-ish. Well, I've been keeping tally of, uh, you know, how many people are taken, so if this is any indication. Yeah, that's when the last one was taken. And I'll point at a tally mark. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Tuesdays are always two days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually, I'm going to start saying that. That's good. <laughs> I'm like, my God, you've let this many people go. I look around and I'm like, do you want to be next? What about you? You're willing to get up and follow the devil ram? I mean, I'd go if I had to. You would. You I would. mean, if it saves the town, you know, that there once was that time where the whole, they came and they, they fought us and we lost like 20 in that one night. They. So, there's more than one? Yeah, y'all don't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot. Oh, I know, Gert. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, I think that was like uh, 130 years ago or something. No, I think it was like <laughs> four to one. <laughs> so there's more than one? <laughs> there's more than one Devil Ram? I mean, I lost a lot of friends in that night. Well... Have you guys all thought about working together? What, what if we got the whole town here? We are working together, and this is pretty much the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked well for us so far. Yeah, he's the cook, <laughs> and she's the bartender, and I carry the drinks. We're working together. <laughs> I think we need to all, as I look around the entire tavern, work together to defeat the Devil Ram. It comes here because you are all here. We can set up an ambush. We can take him down. There's no bushes in this mountain. It's too cold for it. No, 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 wait. I think I know what he's talking about. We could throw him a birthday party. <laughs> Invite yeah. him to the party and kill him at the party. Oh, how old is he turning? 
I think at least 130. <laughs> yes, a birthday party. A birthday oh, party where we kill him. I love parties. A death day party. I'll make a cake. <laughs> and then when he comes, we all fight. We don't give up. We don't give in. We do not walk with him. We fight him. I'll, I'll start to, I'll pull out like my bow and just be like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm really good with this thing. As you oh, go, shit, as you yeah. pull the bow out and you go to pull with those frostbitten tips, uh -huh. fingertips, like it hurts yeah. real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, I kind of set it down and put my hand like, yeah, just like on the ground. And I'll just cringe like, fuck. Are you sure you know how to use that? I'm still very cold and exhausted. I think we, I like the birthday party idea. I think we should give him a birthday party and then give him a present. In the form of death, right? We'll kill him. Death, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll put the death in the box, and then he opened the box, and he died. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start looking around again, like pointing at other patrons game, like, so you, you'll be at the birthday party, and we'll kill him. And you, you'll be here for the surprise birthday party. Oh yeah, I'll be here for the birthday party. I love birthday parties. And we're gonna kill them. Everyone needs to bring their weapons, their swords, their their hammers. Oh, I don't have no weapons, sir. Well, whoever does will bring extra. Okay, I got a knife at home. Perfect. All right, I'll bring my knife that I use for cooking. Bring your bring your cooking knife. You got a shovel, a pitchfork? Uh, my wife has a shovel. Br bring your wife's shovel as well. Yeah, she's the one that buries the dead here in town, so... So she's probably pretty strong. Yeah, I would think so. Well, the whole town needs to be here if she can she can spare her hand. All right, I'll bring my knife, and my wife will bring the shovel. We'll fight. Yes, yes. I'll look around as I start to get a little bit more excited. Like, we will fight! Yeah, I mean, the devil ram took my daughter a couple times once. Couple times. <laughs> <laughs> couple times. <laughs> I haven't seen my daughter since, so I guess, uh... I'd like to, to to find him so he can go maybe find my daughter. Yeah, yeah. He took her twice. <laughs> no, a couple times once. <laughs> he repeatedly took her. <laughs> wow. So we're going to throw the party here? Yes, I, I think you all know this location well. We can... It would give us an advantage. Home turf. Well, this is all very inspiring and everything, but if, if you're going to pull this off, you, weary traveler, need to get some rest. And that's where I was getting to next. Do you happen to have any spare rooms? I have I have coin, and I'll just slap a platinum piece on there because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll turn and grab a random key and hand it to him. And I'll slide the platinum piece, and I'll say thank you. What room number is it? <laughs> They're not numbered. Yeah, they have just picture, corresponding pictures. There's, there's circle, there's square, there's triangle. <laughs> because that's somehow easier to comprehend like than that number. You, you match the symbol to the door on the key. No, the doors are numbered. The, the keys have symbols. Yeah. The only person that could count was the person that made it. <laughs> And the numbers on the door do not co correspond with the numbers that we say they are. <laughs> I am in room number four, but there are three notches on my door. <laughs> All right, so Finch, you have a key to a room. 
and the night continues on as we'll say you probably move away for now to get some rest you get into your room and you lock the door behind you you let out a deep breath you throw your gear onto the bed and as it hits the bed you realize that there's just no cushion at all like this seems to be wood and linen and no straw nothing everything just kind of clunks on it and then you just let out another deep sigh (sighs) beats the snow and uh you settle in get some rest and fall asleep The next morning, Finch, you wake up in your dwarven end room. Everything's a little, like, pretty much a foot smaller than it should be for you. So your feet were kind of hanging off the bed, and it wasn't a very comfy bed, but at least it wasn't the snow. You gear up, and your fingers are still in pretty rough shape. Your toes are in pretty rough shape. You've taken off your boots, and you are indeed frostbitten. It's probably not the most severe case of frostbite, but you head down to the main room with all geared up. And there are still probably like five dwarven patrons at sunrise still drinking and playing cards. We'll say that Ufgar's maybe like on top of the bar, laying down, sleeping. Gert is just in the corner asleep. And then we maybe don't see Wyla or uh, Little Clem. Oh, no, little Clem and Big Crush are curled up in the corner. Is a Big Crush like cuddling you? Is, are, are you Little Spoon? <laughs> yes, I'm the Little Spoon. <laughs> little Clem, oh. Little Spoon. <laughs> There's you some fan art. <laughs> um, so did that help my exhaustion levels at all? Or Oh, yeah. So that would remove at least one level of exhaustion, one long rest. And you have your spells back and full HP. You've completed a long rest for the first time in centuries. and i I, yeah it's weird too because like i feel well rested but i still feel exhausted like uh i'm probably not ready to fight a devil ram yet so i'm kind of like fingers crossed he doesn't come today because i don't really know Um, well you know it's at least five (laughs) (laughs) that means absolutely nothing um so I guess if there's no one at the bar, I'm just going to walk over to the fire and stoke it a little bit, maybe throw another log on and just try and sit there and keep working on my frostbite. All right. You get close to the fire and keep it keep it going, keep it ablaze. And eventually we'll say that Wyla comes down from her room and you see Finch across the room at the hearth and your two workers are asleep in the, in the room. For some reason, Ufgar didn't go to his room last night. And then, of course, Gert is collapsed in the corner. I'm going to come down the stairs quietly. And then Ofgard hears in his head. Get up now. Ah! <laughs> 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 I'm up. Uh, we'll say that at least probably little Clem woke up to that scream. Not sure ah! about Gert. Ah! <laughs> I'm up. Come on, Scullions. It's breakfast time. Let's get some, some uh, food going for our guests here. Uh, more stone soup coming up. <laughs> I'll head back into the kitchen and I'll uh, cast spiritual weapon to, to help me <laughs> crush up some more rocks. I guess maybe I'll walk back to the bar then. All right, so you walk back to the bar now that uh, people are moving about in the tavern. Uh, do, do you have coffee? Tea? Anything strong? I've got some fire whiskey. 
<laughs> I'll take uh I guess I'll take a fire whiskey, yes. Pour him a fire whiskey. <laughs> Do I see anything else behind the bar? <laughs> like... There's a lot of unlabeled bo- uh, bottles, obviously, in different shapes and sizes, uh, different tints to the glass. Some of them not glass, some of them tin, or maybe even like a cast iron bottle. Yeah. Um, All very nondescript, though. Yes. Well, that's fine. I'll just sip my whiskey. There's a barrel of water. And, and maybe a, 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 a mug of water. I coming right up. So have have you all? Uh, I was just kind of like I my people th- thought any more about our discussions last night. Oh yeah, I came up with a plan, and I'll uh, uh, walk over or ride over and uh, sit next to Finch and uh, pull a large, for me at least, piece of parchment out of my bag. Okay. Yeah, I made a whole plan. Here it is, and I'll uh, unfurl this parchment, and it's just like barely understandable, like drawings of the tavern mm-hmm. and it's like okay so if we're doing the party we gotta surprise him yes he definitely needs to be surprised so so if the devil ram comes in the door we all gotta hide yes so we're all gonna be here and i point somewhere i'll put my finger on where he's talking about and then i'll put my head up and look around and where is just to try and get you to point it to me in real life oh behind the bar okay so this is behind the bar trying to get the map relative to me to help understand. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> okay. This is I'm pointing when I'm pointing on the map. It's like the center of the drawing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is behind the bar where we're all gonna be. So when he comes in, we can surprise him. All right. That's as far as I got. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's. Hey, you know what? You're on the right track. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks. I guess I'm gonna kind of scope the place out. Like, so if I'm looking at the door. The front door. I mean, there's no, like, this is basically just one big open room with a bar in it. Like, So, yeah, I picture it kind of like a rectangular room. It's one story. And there's the bar that takes up pretty much one whole wall with a hallway on one side that goes to the rooms in the end. And then across from the hallway, across the room, is the, on the opposite wall, is the front door. So it's kind of in the corner of the room. And then from that wall where the door and the hallway are across the room is all the tables and everything and then the entrance behind the bar and into the kitchen is on the opposite side the hearth is uh on the opposite wall as well from the door and hallway side i mean this was two stories right it's a one-story building is is there a back door uh, i say to uh, i guess clem because he's here so i'll just keep talking to clem sorry oh uh, yeah there's a door through the kitchen that leads out to the back and i'll just kind of then i guess maybe i'll address a while and can can I see? Uh, sure. Come come around. I just need to get a lay of the place to try and help Clem here with his plan. I nod eagerly. And, and, and I'll let Clem kind of be like you know my little shepherd around here. <laughs> yeah, come on this way. All right. So you walk into the kitchen and uh, you see Ufgar at a bowl or a cauldron. Cauldron basically, and you see me cracking eggs into it and just stirring it into the, <laughs> the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, of course, he's also got his spiritual weapon that is uh, smashing rocks. rocks. Yep. Clem takes you over to the back door and opens it up, and the back door just kind of goes into a. Uh, we'll say the building's kind of like an L shape. So on that L from the rectangle that is the, uh, the tavern area, the bar area. On that length of the L is the rooms, so this back door kind of goes into the the inside of the L, basically. This is where we throw trash. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a large pile of trash. Hey, no patrons are supposed to be back here. No, we're all working together, remember? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. That's that's the old cook's rules. I'm the new cook now. <laughs> and, 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 a, and a damn fine one, if I do say so myself. Cook got taken. <laughs> yeah, the old cook, the old cook. He got got. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to get the lay of the place. So that's probably good enough, I guess. All right. Is there anything else around there? Is it just like a cliff face, or is there more buildings, a street? Well, it's probably or? not a cliff face. It just eventually gets to the side of the mountain that goes down. We're not probably not like a flat top mountain. It's just kind of everything's built into what already existed. Okay. Well, this is good. This uh, where you guys throw your trash might have to be our escape. You know. Well, we'll see. Make my way back to the bar. And as you get back into the uh, other room, you may have stepped a little too loud and all of a sudden Gert wakes up. Mm-hmm. What day is it? Oh, don't worry, Uncle Gert, I got you. And I'm going to pour a mug of ale. <laughs> <laughs> and bring it over to him. <laughs> wait, wait. I made a promise. I'm going to sober up for him. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look and I'm going to point at him like, my man. <laughs> and I'm just my head is just gonna hit the table <laughs> at that uh, while it's going to start uh, brewing some bean broth bean broth oh also can I get another mug of ale oh well I guess Gert don't want this one so here you go oh gosh I'm, I'm sorry uh, yeah I'll, I'll take that then I'll start drinking <laughs> can, I, can I also get another uh, m- mug of water <laughs> is, is what I meant to say but oh easy mistake <laughs> <laughs> alright here you go and I'm going to take it over to Gert and be like, here you go, brother. Thank you. Put it down by me. Uh, whenever whenever you're ready, I'll, I'll be at the bar. I'm just going to throw a thumbs up <laughs> without even like looking at him. Order up. Glim, where are you? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ride over and grab the bowl of egg and water stone soup. Oh, stone drop soup. Here you go. Stone drop soup. I like that name. Mm-hmm. And I'll set it in front of a uh, bench. In the morning, it's called stone drop soup, and then at night, it's rock drop soup. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so I recognize that it does taste the exact same. <laughs> the, the eggs are irrelevant either way. Wyla finishes brewing the bean broth. Clemmy, come come take this to Gert. Okay. I'll ride on over and grab the uh, the, the bean broth. Uncle Gert, Uncle Gert. That's me. Here you go. Here's some uh, bean broth. Oh, thank you, little Clem. You're welcome. My head hits the table. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it cold. So is there a blacksmith on this mountain? There was. I say as I, oh. as I walk out <laughs> with my own bowl of rock stone drop soup. Yeah, he got taken. What about his wares, the things he made? Does he still have a shop with things in it? Perhaps items we could put to use in fighting the devil ran. Yeah, I've I've been in there and uh, looked through some stuff, but but it's mostly like um, not weapons, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> well, we need to make. I feel like we need some sort of trap, but I don't really know what kind of trap we can make until I see what kind of things we have to use. I don't. I think he mostly just like busted a bunch of rocks up. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can use that. <laughs> Wouldn't you mind taking me there, Clem? Oh yeah, sure. Let's go. If it's all right with you, Wylo. Oh, yeah. Can I take a break? I suppose. All right. Come on. I'll start uh, riding out the door. <laughs> all right. So Finch and Clem, you uh, head out the door and trot down down to the old blacksmith shop. When you get to the blacksmith, it's a little cobwebby. And no one's really been in it since the man was taken. 
I'm going to keep using took and begin. Yes, please do. That's good. That's the special verb for what is happening. <laughs> yeah, that, that is specifically taken by the devil ram. Clem simply walks up to the door and opens it up. It's not locked or anything. And uh, you look inside, and sure enough, uh, what has been forged in this blacksmith is basically mining tools, mining picks, shovels, uh, basically simple tools that are used strictly to mine. Yeah, so this is it. Do you guys still do any mining up here? Has anyone used these kinds of tools? Uh, well, not since the blacksmith got taken. All the tools that he made broke, so we didn't know what to do. The ram walks, right? Or, okay, let me. Did I? He walked, right? Like yeah, I can tell he was walking. He's okay. a bipedal creature that walked. I think we're gonna dig. I think we're gonna dig a hole. Dig a hole? Where? I think right inside the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're gonna dig a hole, and he's he's gonna fall in it. We're gonna dig a hole. We're gonna put a false floor on top of it. He'll step in. He'll fall. He won't be able to get out. And then we have the upper hand. Yeah, the upper ground. Correct. Cool. We're going to put these spikes. These these spikes are going to be point-sided up so he falls on them. And I'll just start fucking, like, I'll get a bag and just start cleaning them off the table into a bag. And This sounds like a great birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'll be like, uh, here, and uh, I assume there's nails or something, too. Sure, we'll say there's, like, do we call them pythons or pitons? Pitons. Pitons. Okay. They're, uh, so they, we'll say they're pitons that are, you know, probably six inches Long. I'm gonna get like two, maybe like side satchels. We'll say I find two bags, maybe I can tie them together to kind of go over the dog. Okay. So he has like a side satchel on each side. Okay. And I'll kind of, I'm like, here, maybe a big crush can help us too. And oh yeah, big crush is a big help. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm gonna load big crush's satchels up with some tiny spikes. Uh, you know, I've got a big bag full of the big spikes. I'm gonna start putting anything I find in these satchels, <laughs> whatever it is, pieces of wood, rocks. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna gather up all the shovels at least in one spot if they aren't already in one spot. Okay. Probably the same thing with the pickaxe. Anything to break ground. Maybe some hammers because we're gonna need to build the false floor once we destroy the floor if they let me destroy the floor. Might have to do it before <laughs> the front door. I'm not stopping you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're getting a bunch of stuff to dig a hole. I think so. That's the best plan I can come up with right now. All right. So you gather all these things and uh, you're heading back to the tavern. Yeah, if we can say that maybe I somehow get all the pickaxes and shovels on maybe just like a sheet of something that I can pull like a sled. That okay. way I don't have to worry about coming back. All right. So uh, you gather all these things and pack them up and head back to the tavern. Pension little Clem, you uh, head back to Rock Top and walk inside. And Wyla, you see little Clem has the biggest smile on his face as Fitch is following behind. Hey, Wyla, we got to break the floor. <laughs> Come again? It's a surprise for the Devil Ram. Well, all with your permission, of course, Wyla the Wise. Um, but yes, this is the idea I've come up with. I, I will hopefully explain it a little better than... Little Clem has here. I'm listening. And, and I'll kind of like slide, I guess, my stuff up to the side, maybe, of the bar, and then sit next to it. Well, based off what I saw last night, that devil ram has no fear walking into your tavern. And I think we're going to use that to our advantage. Right there, where he stops in front of that door, I say we, we're going to have to bust up the floor a little bit. I'm thinking maybe something four by four, maybe five by five feet. Uh, we'll dig a hole, we'll dig it real deep to where he cannot climb out. And then we'll put a false floor on top of it. So when he walks in, he falls. And then he's trapped. And we can ambush, surprise him. 
at the bottom of the floor, I've got all these spikes and these things, so he'll already be damaged. I, I, I really think this, this might work if you're okay with it. That's the best plan that y- y'all have come up with. You know, we can try. I say it's a good plan. And you look, and fucking Gert is just, like, the water is drank, the soup is eaten. He's in the corner doing jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> Different other calisthenics. Gert, Gert's right in the middle of a montage. <laughs> He hasn't hit that uh, fucking sober wall yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's feeling good day one. <laughs> Didn't have the shakes yet. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'm going to get started. Oh, all right. I got it. And you see uh, little Clem already like prying up floorboards. Clem, oh, <laughs> wait, wait just a sec. <laughs> I'm going to go over there and make sure I mark off like the correct area. Okay. With whatever I got to do to do that. All right, so you're just doing the five-foot area right in front of the door. Yeah, like a five-foot square, I okay. think. Um, shit, but there's about to be a bunch of doors probably coming in here, too. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> we need, like, a better plan. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking dumb dwarves. <laughs> Let me think. Let me think. You better hurry, because Clem is uh, ripping them floorboards. <laughs> well, up. we can. I, I still think it's the plan, but we gotta. I don't know. We gotta like let people in the back and make sure that they don't fucking fall in. Well, how are we supposed to do that? All right. So if you can direct and usher all of the patrons that come today around through the back door, and then I'll kind of look back, you know, towards the uh, Wyla and uh, Ufgar, and like. Are, are you guys cool with the patrons coming in through the back door for the next day or two? You know, um, while I dig this hole? It's fine with me. Just, uh, Ufgar, uh, clear a path so the patrons don't have to walk through the kitchen. All right. Ooh, I can make a sign. It'll say, surprise entrance this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stop digging up the floor and start pulling out more parchment to make a sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then I'll just... I'll run security around this hole and make sure that no one falls in it. Because I I don't want to mess with the layout of your furniture or else he'll know something is up. I, I <laughs> Be sure to warn everyone when they come in that there is a hole here. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just have a door guy? A, like a guy at the door? He could tell people. And then when when the devil ram shows up, He'll just not say anything to the devil ram. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll just walk in. Yeah, yeah. But what if the devil ram wants the door guy? Well, then the door guy needs to come inside and make the devil ram chase him. But But what if he falls through the the hole? (laughs) (laughs) That would be the (laughs) funniest. I cannot believe y'all just said that in unison. <laughs> hey, what kind of cake should I make? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we're really too worried about the cake. We're more worried about the killing of the devil ram. Oh, okay. You're going to want that, that mace, and you're going to want to pound his head into, into small rocks when he's in this hole. The devil ram is made of rocks? We're going to find out. Oh, okay. And I'm going to go back to making a sign that says secret entrance this way. I don't know. I guess I'm going to go with the plan. All right. Uh, so I, I'm going to try and section this part off. 
Uh, he's already. They're gonna let people come through the back, and he, he he's basically gonna be the door guy. Is how I'm seeing it. I don't think little Clem knows that yet. Okay, well, <laughs> so Clem, just to go off of Gert's idea here, you're gonna be our our door guy. So you're gonna kind of be out here by the front door, and as patrons come, let them know that we're we're throwing this surprise party. Oh, and so that they they need to come in through the back door and stay away from the front door on the inside and the outside. They shouldn't be near the front door. Okay, I can do that. Okay. I'm going to get to work on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you're making a five-foot squarish circle area, I guess? Yeah, right yeah. in front of the door? Pretty much. You can walk in, and maybe there's, like, a board or two that is kind of real, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you uh, you rip up the boards, and you get below the uh, the the boards and find that it is basically rock. So you take the mining pick and start breaking at rock. Um, and it's loud in here. It sounds like what a mining pick would sound like hitting rock. And eventually the door opens up in front of you, Finch, as you're mining at this rock and there's a patron standing in front of you. Uh-oh, what is, what is going on here? Clem? Uh, Clem, you're coming from around the corner that you just brought some people around. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you read? <laughs> and I point at the sign that says secret entrance this way. Well, I didn't know I had to go to the secret entrance, yeah, little Clem. You got to. Come on, follow me. Okay. And I'll escort him to the back. The door closes. Okay. So I, I'm actually going to make progress here. Like, I mean, yeah, you've probably gotten like a foot. Ufgar, could, could, I, could I get a little help from, from your hammer? From your mace? No, I suppose. And I'll... Uh, I'll I'll reconjure my spiritual weapon, but I'll conjure it in the shape of a mining pick. All right, so hopefully that'll speed me up a little bit. All right, so yeah, you take a break for a second and let the spiritual weapon do it for a minute. Um. Okay, well, as it's doing that, I want to set, I guess, whatever extra shovels and pickaxes, because those are kind of our weapons, kind of up against the wall where the door is and where I'm kind of building this hole, but like far enough out of the peripheral to where no one could see it walking in unless they're like, in. Okay, so you they're like I mean? lined up along the wall. So that everyone is ready to hopefully grab something and start smashing. Okay. Wyla's going to grab a crate from behind the bar. You, you might be able to save those uh, stones you're pulling up and, uh, you know, we don't have that many weapons, but maybe we can stone them yes. once he's in the hole. You want to save the rocks? <laughs> That's a great idea. You walk in and people just start throwing <laughs> rocks. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I will start filling buckets with rocks whenever I can find them and I will Place them kind of underneath tables. <laughs> Whenever I get a full bucket. All right. So, yeah, this uh, continues for the day. And you probably get like a three foot hole by the end of the day. Damn. And you are worn out. And uh, so it's three foot by five foot. And patrons are all up in the tavern at this point. The sun is setting, and everybody's eating dinner and drinking and. You've taken rest here and there for lunch and breakfast and dinner yourself. And that day goes on and that that's you go to bed. Everyone goes to oh, unless up guard you have something. All right. So whenever uh, we go to bed, I, I go up to my room this time. OK. And my room is right next to Finch's room. OK. And uh, I very loudly, I'm going to pray to Hanette and I'm going to say, dearest Hanette in common. So <laughs> because I'm an idiot, dearest Hanette. This human traveler has come into our tavern and he thinks that we should kill the devil ram. But I always thought the devil ram was your child and I don't know how I feel about that. But he's convinced my friends that we should help. Hmm, should we help him or should we 
Should we feed him to the devil rat? I don't know. Give me an answer. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, our Dorvin clan's uh, uh, phrase of Hanette. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so long and good night. Do you cast anything or is it just a prayer? Nope, just just a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> there always got to be one. Oh, one religious fanatic? Yeah. <laughs> one dude that's going to fuck everything up because of God. <laughs> this process continues for multiple days. Oh, What the fuck am I thinking? I have a mini mining mitt. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Mm, yes, you do. But you're exhausted. I have been super exhausted. So now that I'm waking up and finally, you're saying maybe a couple of days have passed. Let's say that I get to full non-exhaustion and it finally clicked. And I'm like, God damn it. Make that hole deep as shit, dude. I'm, I'm about to make, like, yeah, 12-foot deep fucking dangerous asshole. You know, I'm going to fucking use the meme money to make some real deadly ass spikes down there, too. None of that is bullshit. The next day, it dawns on you since you woke up, or you, you realize this going to bed at night, and it's like one of those, like, thought, those bedtime thoughts that just kind of wreck you for the night. And so you just think about all these things now you're going to do with this mining mining mitt. But eventually you fall asleep, get a good long rest, and another level of exhaustion is removed. This process, though, goes on for days. You've got your hole. You've got your pit, your spike trap pit. Everyone's just kind of... Uh, Clem has continuously been the door guy, escorting people to the back entrance. Every single person in this town has come to the tavern and been escorted to the back entrance. But still, people continue to forget and want to go through. For you, Finch, it has been eight days, and it's at night, and everyone is in the tavern. It's loud, it's boisterous. And even, Finch, you've settled in. You, you feel comfortable around these people, and you're, you're joking with Gert, who is still sober? Yes. Still sober. I'd also like to say that I've grown close to Clem in helping him watch the door and like his naivety and... We're going to be family. Okay. <laughs> and Clem, you are outside the door, leaning against the wall, petting Big Crush. And then you look to your right, up the road north, and you see a silhouette. Tall, dark silhouette walking in the nighttime, walking in your direction. Am I? Uh, I'm out front, I assume? Yeah, you're out front. I'm going to bust the door open. <laughs> <laughs> and say, uh, guys, guys, he's coming. Everybody hide. <laughs> I got, and then I'm going to uh, uh, get on Big Crush and uh, ride him all the way to the back door. Okay. I'm going to go close the front door. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, usher what, what he said. Like, everyone, hide. I'll direct some people to get up against the walls kind of closer to the weapons. I'll direct some people to go back to their tables to pretend like everything's kind of normal. And then also get a handful of people behind the bar uh, with knives or whatever from, from the kitchen. And, uh, and I'll, of course, get, get your mace ready and, and have it by the front door. Or, no, yeah, no, just get it ready. <laughs> All right. And I cast Sanctuary on myself. <laughs> Wyla is going to cast Motivational Speech. Okay. This is the moment that we've waited for. Our light in the dark has come to help us against this devil ram. Now get ready with your stones and, and whatever weapons you might have. Let's take down this arsehole. I'm going to go sit at the bar, too. I want to go sit, like, basically what would be directly in front of the door. 
But I'm going to kind of face away from the door. But I'm also going to have my flintlock ready and loaded directly <laughs> on the thing in front of me, directly on the, the tabletop in front of me. What are you doing, Gert? Uh, I'm probably hiding under my usual table. Okay. With my sword and shield out. When he falls into the pit, grab your shovels, grab your axes, grab your rocks and your knives. We must pounce. So I need from you, Finch, since you've crafted this, a stealth check for the false floor. Am I, am I out of exhaustion levels now? Am yeah. I back to normal? Yeah, you're okay. full health, full everything. All right, 29. All right. That looks like a crit face over there. <laughs> Fuck. So. Fuck. The door opens. The lanterns are dim. Candle lights are low. Everyone is quiet. The devil ram walks in, head high, and you hear. <laughs> as the devil ram falls with its crit miss into the spike oh. pit. <laughs> And then Lil' Clem jumps out. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> this 20-foot drop into spikes, you hear it wailing and screaming about down in the pit. No! And I will get up and run over there with my fucking footlock. <laughs> Point oh. down and shoot. <laughs> All right, so the mob of townsfolk pounce. Finch, you run up first and shoot into the, fu- into the pit with your flintlock. And then you get pushed back as <laughs> the mob takes rocks and just starts throwing them down onto this devil ram. Yes! And they throw so many rocks into the pit that it's now only a 10-foot deep pit. And the devil ram is completely buried underneath all these rocks. More rocks! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm going to rush up at this point. How, how uh, as you said, it was five by five, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cast Stone Shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to seal up the hole. You seal up this hole and make it natural again. And the Devil Ram has been entombed. Yes! I'm going to start shaking Clem by the shoulders. We did it! We did it! <laughs> Rawr! <laughs> just throw my sword in the air. I think I realized where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and everything... And everything goes to a calm. This is the best birthday ever. And now the devil ram has been killed after maybe 130 years. And you realize, I don't have an orb. (laughs) (laughs) Is it nighttime, though? It is nighttime. Have we been able to see the darkness below at nighttime, or does it have to be daytime to see it? It has to be daytime to see, really, but... It does dawn on me, but I also know that he's down there. And I have a mining mining mitt, and I can slowly chip away to get to his head to make sure w- without him being able to move. So I'm still not stressed, and I'm still pretty celebratory at the moment. I'm stoked. Okay. So, yeah, uh, y'all party, and you let the devil ram for sure bleed out and die? Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone passes out drunk, happily. <laughs> Everything's great. And uh, next morning, don't you go over. Everyone's still kind of asleep. You pull out the mini mining mitt. You unveil the area. Uh, Some of you start to hear the magical hum of this mitt to do its work. And so you start to wake up and stir from your sleep throughout the tavern. And you show up to watch as Finch digs up the area with with his magical mitt. And there he is, Finch. Dead. This devil ram. Just a... A black ooze has kind of pooled in the area. Probably it's blood. I mean, I'll keep pulling away until I guess uh, if I can, if I need to pull him out, that's fine. I'll do that too. Okay. So, uh, so that I can search his person for 
whatever he's got. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to search him, you'd probably have to go down with a rope, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or Like, uh, okay, I'll... Gert, I, I need your help. I, I, I gotta try and... I gotta, I gotta pull him out. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll start to, I don't know, give him a, a knot end of the rope. Sure. I'm gonna need your help pulling this weight out of the hole. Why would you do such a thing? Well, I think a key may be on him that is going to help remove the darkness below. Oh, I totally forgot that was the main goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sh- sh- sure, sure, I'll help. He's dead down there, right? Yeah, you know, he, he seems pretty dead, and I'll just kind of, like, nudge his head with my boot or yeah, something. Yeah, he, he doesn't move. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Oh, okay. I'll help you out. I'll tie, like, around his arms, chest area, and... Okay, so you you climb down in there and you're mm-hmm. tying him to the rope and you're gonna pull him out. Yeah, then I'm gonna kind of get out and if I can and help okay. Gert pull him out. So yeah, it's a process, and the three of you that haven't been talking, you're watching this unfold, and uh, the Devil Ram is pulled out in like a sliding uh, way, and like a black ooze is kind of gone all over the wooden floor, and then eventually the rope's thrown back down to Finch, and Finch you climb out, inspecting the body. Underneath this tattered robes is just like a frail, pale, non-muscular body. And the skull itself has been shattered and broken a little bit. And the head is, it's got very sharp, jagged teeth. And the, the mouth's kind of, the jaws kind of fall into the side from being stoned. And the eyes have uh, that yellow and green tint to them. But the that bright shine they had has dimmed out, probably due to death. There's no hair on its body at all. And there are these black obsidian spikes that are on its head. So as you pull, remove the skull, the the spikes that you saw protruding from the skull, the ram skull itself, were actually part of its head. And you search its body. Nothing. Nothing on him. Fuck. God damn it. Why isn't it here? Why isn't it here? What's wrong, bro? I'm guessing it's not there. Oh. I'm looking... I'm looking for an orb. He's supposed to have an orb, a blue orb, a blue sphere. And, and I'll start to kind of like motion with my hands what I'm talking about in case they don't know. Oh, wait. You mean like like a, like a circular rock? Like yeah. a blue rock? Yes. But it's smooth. Very. I, I kind of recall that. Long, long time ago. Probably about. <laughs> <laughs> 20, 40 years ago. Okay, and... It's in some sort of temple somewhere. There's a, there's a temple on on this mountain, or or a different mountain? I don't remember. I'll look around. Anyone, a temple. Does anyone know where the temple is? Uncle Gert, what's a temple? <sighs> I think I know what temple you're talking about. You do? Do you know where it's at? Could, could you take us there? <sighs> it's... It's it's far it's far away. It's the, the the site of my wedding, long ago, back when I had a family. I'm s- sorry to hear the end of that story, but the beginning of it sounds wonderful. Oh, Uncle Gert, you still got a family? And I'll put my hand on his shoulder. <clears throat> it's me. I'll put my hand on his hand and be like, Yes, yes, little Clem, I I appreciate that, but uh, this is a different type of family. It was uh. One of my own blood and taken from me by that thing. I back away a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I guess I I could take you to it. Yes, I would. We need to go, though. I, I, we need to get to it. That's 
Yeah. I, I, you know, I, we can do this. If we can, if we can do this, and I'll gesture. Yeah, that was surprisingly easy. <laughs> <laughs> and with the darkness gone, it'll be easy to get there now. I'm not sure the darkness is gone yet. What? Wait a minute, and I'm gonna rush to the window. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> rush beside him. We'll say you can't see clearly from the window, so you go to the window first, you look, and it's too frosty, and it's like not enough distance to to see the the side of the mountain. So then the two of you then rush outside, and uh, you go and you look, and yeah, the darkness is still there. Blasphemer! He's a liar! I know! I knew it! I knew it the whole time! Me? No, no! You said you'd get rid of the darkness, and you didn't! I'm working on it. Uh, I, we, step one, double ram. You're no family of mine. <laughs> oh, you had me kill a child of Hanet. Hanet doesn't look kindly on that. I know it. That is no child of Hanet. That is a monster. Wait, wait. This man is honorable. I know it. He's just incorrect. <laughs> I guess. Oh, I think we need to feed him to the monsters, as he calls them. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> in little Clem's head and of Gar's head, they are going to hear silence now. I gasp. <laughs> and then I'll look at Finch. We'll hear you out. What else you got going? So as I've told you, I'm a master scout of Asus. I'm part of the Crimson Command. Whether or not you've heard about it is kind of irrelevant at this point. Um, but I, I travel far and wide from land to land to bring peace and balance to areas that are experiencing imbalance, like these devil rams and this darkness. I'm only here to help you, and if I haven't proven it yet, then then I will continue to try my best. The, the next step for me is this orb. Have you, any of you, heard of the four orbs? I haven't even heard of this color guard that you work for. <laughs> <laughs> well, these orbs, they wield great power. They, they cause things like this, as I gesture to the darkness outside. There should be four of them, and along my travels, I've collected three of them. The fourth one is at this temple you speak of. And then, once I get there, you should be able to have balance. And I'll, I'll I don't know, I'll just pull one of them out just to kind of ooh and ah them. Maybe I'll pull out the green one, I guess. See? And, as I, and I'll kind of like around, the, <laughs> around like a semicircle, like kind of show it. Hey guys, pass it around as we ooh. all like die. Yeah, I, re I reach for it. And I pull it away quickly. And <laughs> sorry, not everyone can hold these. It, it is because of my bloodline that I'm able to hold these. I, I'm a descendant of Heltron. Uncle Gert, what's a Heltron? <laughs> <laughs> he means one of the guardians they speak of. I don't like being lied to. I'm not, I'm not lying to you, Clem. You lied. He's so hurt. Clem. <laughs> Clem is very impressionable. Clem. <laughs> you said killing the devil ram would get rid of the darkness, and it didn't. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I can ever trust you again. Little Clem. God damn it. It's like a fucking middle school kid or elementary <laughs> school kid that like his girlfriend held hands with another guy. Oh my god! I gave myself an inside check to see if I would believe him, and I very much failed. So. Little Clem, he's done good. He killed the Devil Ram. But the Devil Ram was one of Hanet's children. This is all the will of Hanet. Again with that nonsense! Why would your guardian just take people from you like that? They wouldn't send 
Something like this? To take your family, to take your friends, one by one. That's torture. That's the will of Hanat. You always with this will. They took my daughter, my other daughter, my other daughter, and my wife. And you say it's their will. <laughs> Listen, I think we need to huddle up, friends. You you stay over there. I agree. <laughs> and I mean Mug Finch. And I motion for uh, everyone to huddle in. And as everyone huddles in, I very loudly say, <laughs> I don't trust this man. He's a human man that's never been in this place before. He comes in blaspheming. He tells us that he'll end the darkness, and he doesn't end the darkness. I think we should kill him. But you choose to trust the one actively taking us and killing us. Yes, that's how that. It's the will, Uncle Gert. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? I think we should kill him and leave him for the next child of Hanet. Now look, look, look. Listen. He wants to go to this temple. Uh-huh. You know where it is, Uncle Gert. I know the way, yes. We should take him there, and then we should kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. He said the line. <laughs> In all of their minds, <laughs> they hear, Stop it, you guys. I gasp again. And then out loud. He killed the devil ram, which is what he said he would do. But he didn't end the darkness, which he said he would do. Yes, but he didn't say that killing the devil ram would immediately cure the darkness. And also, we kind of killed it. Like all of us dwarves, all of our friends and family. Well, yes, he did say that we all had to do it together, and we did. He just kind of dug a hole. <laughs> I could have dug a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess if you really think about it, the Devil Ram kind of killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, I like Clem's idea. First, we take him to the mountain, and then we kill him. And then we kill him. Easy. I don't think that we need to kill him. Why, why do we need to kill him? How about we take him to the mountain, into the temple, and decide how we feel then? Mm. I suppose. I can do that. I'll pray for guidance on the way. I hope you receive it. I nod and look at Finch. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn around. Yeah, we'll all turn around and you can see it. <laughs> By the way, you heard all of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like five feet away from here. <laughs> I'll take whatever help I can get, and I will help as much as I can. See? We'll leave in the morning. It is morning. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, we we need to let all the patrons know that we'll be gone for a few days. I'll make a sign. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You put all your affairs in order and uh, get a sign made, lock up the tavern, and the five of you head south out of the town 